The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. A Radio Tucker's production. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever, whenever you may be listening. This is episode one of Chain Wrestling with Mags and Soy. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from Pimple Dick Alert. Oh, a teeny weeny. A Radio Tucker's production. Visionaries Global Media. Good morning, media. good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever, good evening, whenever, good afternoon, you wherever, wherever, whenever you may be listening. A Radio Tucker's production. Visionaries Global Media. Wherever and whenever you may be listening. Visionaries Global Media. Like SJP World. Like SJP World. Like SJP World. Like SJP World. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Hello. Hello, Steve-O. Hello. Good evening. Hello there. How are we doing? Look at you and your chain wrestling merch, you sexy yeah. bastard. Yeah, get it out there. <laughs> it's great, mate. It's great. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Happy Maxie, you made a... Oh, mate. Thank you. Oh, Maxie's yeah, thank made you. the effort as well. Look how great Maxie looks. <laughs> what do you mean? It's the little tiara that I love. That's amazing. Oh, I mean, it's just daily wear. Sorry. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I am all. I, I mean, it's offended Steve all that much. He's gone. He's gone. Uh, yeah. Steve's gone. This is what. This is what genuine lords wear of a, of a day. Okay. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. It's the little tiara or crane. What? What? What would you rather, tiara or crane? Oh, tiara all day long. Tiara. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. Stick. You know, stick to your guns with that, mate. Stick to your guns with that. <laughs> Ah, oh, this is our 100th episode, mate. It blows yeah. my mind. That we still have got viewers, that we still haven't been cancelled. That's the one that gets me. How have we How have we not been cancelled in our previous 99 episodes with some of the stuff that, well, especially you come out with? You're terrible. Rude. Rude. <laughs> officially a, a supermarket gangster, apparently. That's it. Yeah, that, 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 I, I worked hard on that, mate. I like that shirt. If anyone's not seen this, there is more new chain wrestling merch out on the SJP World Media merchandise store. Go and take a look. Steve-O is sporting one of them there, the Chain Wrestling 100 t-shirt. And there's a special Magsy one from his days as a, you know, scrapping with other supermarkets. He's rep- representing his little colors and uh, so on. Yeah, it's good stuff, mate. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm all about the blue and yellow. 
Yeah, of course, of course. How are you, Steve? You're right. Yeah, um, I've just been watching for research purposes an elite FPL one. I told them all to jump on here if uh, they fancy it. So I'm going to retweet that we're live now and everything. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm genuinely. I said on Twitter earlier that I wasn't going to write any notes, but I've done a. Be on there, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, look at that, eh? Look at that. Two and a half pages worth. No, actually, yeah, two and a half pages worth of notes. Three and a half, in fact. Yeah. Excellent that, stuff. That, that's more notes than I've ever done for any <laughs> rest of the match my, ever. I think my notes are more like three and a half words than three and a half pages. <laughs> you know? I make more notes for my Hall of Lames than I do for any of the rest <laughs> yeah. of the matches. We have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. There we go. Yes, our 100th episode. Uh, I suppose for the 100th time, we better start the show off properly, hadn't we? This old house wants new wife This old house was home of comfort As we focused on life This old house wants ran left This old house heard many shots Now she trembles in the darkness When the light in the walls louder Good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai and our special guest for the second week running, Total Stevo, an SJP World Media Production, our 100th episode. Why? I am Sai, and with me as always is the great one to my get nothing done. Pretty lazy weekend, to be honest, just kind of milled around, did jack shit, had a few beers, you know, standard. The too cool to my big fool, a podcaster who always knows his role but never shuts his mouth. The podfather himself, Lord Mags in a beautiful tiara, and of course Steve-O as well. Hundred episodes, boys. Honestly, it's blown. I was talking to the wife before we went live, and it's like this is the first podcast I've been involved in that's hit triple digits. So it means a great deal. Yeah, second for me. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I did not. From from the first episode, uh, I did not think it would make it this far and snowball into what it's become, which is just it's just a train wreck every Monday. Just an absolute (laughs) train wreck. (laughs) Oh dear me, a train wreck indeed. A little bit of a disclaimer, I suppose, in case we are having people join us that don't normally, or I guess we're having people join us who maybe are. A little bit younger, shall we say. For example, in the chat there, we have a, a fella there, Liam the Beast, who is my daughter's friend. So he is, you know, a little bit younger than some some of our listeners, potentially. A little bit of a disclaimer. Uh, it is nine o'clock. It is, you know, it, it is past the watershed officially, I suppose, for UK television. We have done a Ask Us Anything for our non-wrestling topic. This show can get a little bit, you know, a little bit grown up at times for you younger listeners, but also our listeners are fucking disgusting. So some of the questions we get for Ask Us Anything tend to be a little bit, a little bit off. So just bear that in mind. You have been warned. This show is realistically 18 plus. If you carry on listening, that's up to you. We've done our bit, Magsy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of the chat then, who have we got? Who's joined us? 
Well, Steve Orr obviously has brought uh, a lot of his uh, EFP uh, crew. Uh, one of the first comments we got was Uncle Juicy TV said, um, oh, "Here he is." Uh, Dan Griffin, uh, before the show started, said he he couldn't be here. He's in he's in that there London. That, that London. London. Yeah. We uh, still here, is he? Oh, Aaron. Uh, as every week, it's Monday night. You know what that means, and we've also got uh, King Pig's Bladder in in the chat as well. Um, Mark. Mark, I've only just got that. That's clearly not a, a real name. Mark Oxmall. <laughs> I dare say it is, mate. I dare say it is. Um, Cam's in the chat. Uh, FPL Seb, uh, welcome over from uh, from Steve-O's uh, crew. Uh, Scottish Danny is in the chat. Um, Mark Oxmall and, and Sharon having a bit of a, of a debate there. Um, like, like you mentioned, Liam the Beast is here. Hello, um, Liam. Connor from Connor North Soccer. Hello, Connor. How are you, sir? Um, King Pigs Bladder wants to know, Steve, or do your notes contain uh, the words the cameraman zooms in on Rikishi's ass? <laughs> no, they don't. No, that's something that I didn't uh, pick up on. No, it contains a lot of he he, he his chair is he's Japanese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, oh, that was so <laughs> racist. Well, xenophobic, <laughs> but we'll get there. Uh, Andy from Bang Bang in the chat. Hello, sir. Uh, five nerds go. Dan's gonna find out pound prices and collapse. Yeah, down in when well, he's he's only got out with 40 quid and he's gonna last him one. He's round. already he's already tweeted about it seven and a half quid for a point. He reckons in oh, the one yeah. pub he went to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it costs um, uh, 10 a minimum of a tenner for a double vodka lemonade. It actually angers me. It genuinely angers me. You could buy a full bottle of vodka around Mayans for that. Unbelievable. That's yeah. Steve-O's vodka there. Look. It's <laughs> 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 he drinks it by the litre because he's hardcore. <laughs> Cam, Cam uh, is saying he's repping the Griffin clan uh, this evening, chaps. Uh, so, yeah, war betad the Griffin clan this week. Uh, Mark Larms, would you take minus four for Stone Cold to the Rock? that's a fantasy football ah, thing okay. you lose points but you swap a player okay I get you I get you and um, then we have got Joshua Goodwin in the chat it's a jam-packed chat today um, Bang Bang is saying I'm dressed as Dan Griffin at home as a tribute <laughs> gimp mask is it that, that look and Anya, uh, hello Anya. First of hello, all, hello Anya. A, a VK is six quid on a Saturday. A VK, like yeah. the 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 scruffs version of a of a WKD, is yeah. six quid. And that's in Gloucester, mate. That's that's mm. ridiculous. Yeah, disgusting, disgusting. Oh dear me! But it's awesome having so many people here in the chat joining us for our one hundredth episode. It Absolutely. is fan fantastic thank you so so much everyone for joining us there uh steve you've been away mate haven't you i thought you were i thought you were going to be away a little bit longer it's good to I've see you literally come back today specifically for this podcast and then i've got another oh, okay. podcast with bang bang andy which i really cannot wait to look forward to and then he's got a special match that he wants us to watch um, i don't know if i'm allowed to reveal it or not andy can let us know in the chat if he wants to um I'm going to be talking about that 
And then I've got another podcast that I'm doing with Dan and Rob that I mentioned last week on Friday talking about WrestleMania 27. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I've kind of cut my holiday short deliberately for, for this, basically. And because I can't do it when I'm from uh, the internet is just so bad that I have to be in London to kind of do this. And it's one of the few things for me which is holding me back living in London essentially, which is, it sounds pathetic, I know, but it is the internet. Uh, where I live, it's kind of like a black spot. And it just, to give you a simple idea of how long it would take to upload a, a one-minute video up on YouTube, about 10 minutes. Up here, it it's takes right. literally like, yeah, exactly. It takes about 30 seconds up here. But down where I am on my Wi-Fi next to a router, it would take about 10 minutes. It is ludicrous. But hey, but yeah, it's been a nice, a nice few days off. Um, being away from London and then now I'm back. So, yeah, it's been good. You've been away as well, Magsy, haven't you? On your holly bobs? I have, yes. Got back last night. Well, we uh, we meant to come back today, but we came back last night because we were just ready to come home. But, yeah, had fun. Really quiet. Um, Doing a lot of walking uh, along the East Yorkshire coast. So, yeah, had fun. Yeah, nice. Okay. I've, I've stayed at home. So <laughs> brilliant. I, I love it, mate. I love it. <laughs> we have a huge packed show. We are looking at a wrestling match that seems to have got quite a bit of love from the CWF with regards to influence on fans of a certain age because it was first broadcast on Channel 4. So looking forward to getting into that. Uh also it's a war rumble, which is brilliant because it gives us plenty of places to link to at the end of the show. We have a massive non-wrestling topic as we revisit an old favourite, Ask Us Anything. But we also, I guess, boys, need to chuck some crap away, don't we? We need to get rid of some garbage in the Chain Wrestling Hall of Lame. The Hall of Lame. Right, if you gentlemen don't mind... I will go first this week because my holiday is going to take and new, seconds. And new. Yeah, because of the amount of work you put into it. I wasn't actually going to do it. I wasn't going to do it because Steve-O was on the show. So I thought, okay, we can have one for Steve-O, one for yourself, Maxie. Obviously, you put a lot more effort into yours than I do mine, as you're very, very proud to declare to everybody who will listen. But watching the match back today for the show, there was something that happened and I just it just popped in my head. I fucking hate that. And I've, I've looked into it a little bit to see why I could potentially have this hatred of this particular thing, whether there was something I looked at as a kid and despised it or whatever, but it's not. It's just literally a more modern wrestling trait that I have seen a few times from various wrestlers that, you know, I I just hate the move. I hate it. So I'm going to actually put a move into the Chain Wrestling Hall of Lame this week. And no, it's not the bear hug, believe it or not. <laughs> It's not the bear hug. That's a, that's being saved for another occasion. So there's a bit more history to the bear hug. Uh, this is our friend X Puck did this during the rumble. It's the Bronco Buster. Oh, I off. absolutely <laughs> despise this. And it lit- and the reason I thought that that can go in the hall of lane this week, and it'll be a quick one to allow you boys to elaborate on your points, because it literally popped in my head the the tick box for the hall of lane and why it started was, again, coming back to my dad walking in the room and seeing certain <laughs> things on the TV screen. And he, as we said last week, he wouldn't walk in during Steamboat Flare or Michael's Bret Hart or something spectacular. He would walk in during something embarrassing and cringy and crap. The amount of times my dad would walk in to me watching an old VHS tape of a smaller wrestler 
bouncing up and down on another wrestler's chest and basically looking like he was waving his tackle in his mush was unbelievable. I don't care how many people, times people boo me in the chat there. We can see that. But X-Pac, Rey Mysterio, all these guys doing the Bronco Buster, it's shite. It, I don't know if it's supposed to be a comedy spot, but it doesn't make me laugh. I don't know if it's supposed to be a spot where they're sort of showing how dominant they are over their opponent. But to me, that doesn't work either. It looks like crap. It doesn't like it hurts. It's just absolute shite. So my entry to the Horder Lane this week is the move, the Bronco Buster. I don't know what to say. I think it's a funny move. It, yeah, it, you, you're right in in terms that it it doesn't look like it's painful at all. It looks like it's there's more risk to actually injuring yourself than injuring the person led in the corner. But yeah, it's still still it's still a fun move. You're just a bitter bitter old man. Maybe I am, but I hate what I hate. I like what I like, and I don't fucking like that. And it's still <laughs> still better than your, your your dad walking in and you jacking off to the ten minute preview. Really. Now, now Uncle Juicy, you can't say that on Elite FPL only here. So. Oh, is, is that, you, you can say oh, right. yeah. <laughs> we're allowed to get cancelled. Elite FPL, no deal. <laughs> is is that from uh, is that from experience, Uncle Juicy? Is that you know? Is that is that a cringeworthy moment from your past? You know, there's probably a story there, I imagine. Maybe he's been caught watching both and his dad was more disappointed that he was watching the wrestling than he was jacking off to Babe Station. <laughs> Perhaps as he walked into the room, he heard his dad come in the house and he thought to himself, you know, the wrestling's on and the Bronco bus. Oh, shit, screen. I better turn it over. I better, what? I better put, oh, I better I better put, put some, some porn on. Got away with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear what have you got for us boys yeah let me because mine will take literally seconds mags and we'll, we'll hand over the reins Jesus the roman reins to you yes um I, this was literally th- i didn't realize i was had to do the hall of lame and i was thinking god what rubbish did me and my brother hate and mine was quite when i say recent i mean as in i've just watched it recently again and it was um May Young, I don't know if you've done this one. I'm trying to think if you've done this one or not. May Young giving birth to the hand. Has it been entered yet? You're still muted, Sam. I'm still muted. Yeah, I think that might have gone in. I think that might have gone in already. But let's hear your viewpoint of it, Steve. Let's hear somebody who obviously grew up watching 2000 wrestling and that era, and has also well, done a big watch back as well. So I'm, I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts. Yeah, so from my personal perspective, the actual storyline involving Mark Henry and Mae Young, I thought from a comedy point of view, was, was genuinely really funny. Um, it was a bit of a light-hearted um, segment every time, like, uh, you know, they'd gone from whatever in the ring, it would be, oh, let's pop over to the restaurant where Mark Henry and Mae Young are. It was genuinely really, really funny. I know it's okay. But then it gets to the point where, obviously... May Young becomes pregnant. You're just like, yeah, yeah. That's this like, is just yeah, a bit, yeah. Meh. But then to actually show the birth on TV, it is genuinely just disgusting. Yes. And <laughs> once, once I don't even understand what even went through. The, the writers slash Vincent Mann's mind when they said, oh, we're going to let May Young produce a hand. I, I don't understand you, though, actually. Please, please do, yeah. I can tell that in for you. The hand was... May Young is obviously of a certain age at this point, 
and this uh so she'd have grown up in uh, well she'd have been of a certain age in the 40s the 50s and so on around that time shall we say certain devices that would aid people to reach a certain feeling weren't readily available and it was kind of frowned upon you didn't have Alzheimer's on every corner put it that way so uh, there used to be something made that was basically the, the shape of a hand that would move and vibrate in a certain way that would basically be a massage tool to alleviate aching shoulders aching bones but apparently it got quite a reputation for certain generations as being shall we say a, a, a self-pleasure device so the the aspect of her giving birth to this hand meant that it was it at one stage got lost shall we say that's how i that's how bruce pritchard explained it on a certain show that i listened to so i, I love the fact you skate around the fact that we're not allowed to say you know sex toy or whatever but we're allowed to talk about a bloke jacking off the porn <laughs> oh, fantastic censorship there but no, i'm trying to um, i'm trying to bear in my mind that uh my my youngest daughter is probably still watching it, and my mum may even be in the chat as well so i'm trying to work up to a bit more delicate than normal but so <laughs> it, it comes to the actual birth of it and again it this is going to sound ridiculous but I believed everything up. It goes back to our show last week and how I feel about wrestling. If if I can suspend my disbelief, I'm happy with it. I don't care what it is. I am happy with it as long as the context is there. And once they start doing things that are a bit too real, I'm like, yeah, I don't really like this because I don't want to go down that route of this is a bit... You're touching subject matters which are a bit too serious. And, of course, he gives birth and everything. And I just, for me personally, it just goes back to what you just said two seconds ago, which is like, if your parents come into your room and they're watching this, they're just thinking, what on earth is going on here? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And what I found really funny about that whole segment was the fact that Gerald Briscoe is genuinely being sick. Like, he's <laughs> legit puking up. And even me as a watcher, I'm like, I'm now wanting to be sick because you're being sick. It, it was just disgusting and it yeah just clear off into the hall of lane awful awful uh, no totally agree mate totally agree the only good thing to ever come of it was the joke on like was it the 25th anniversary of war magazine or the third or something like that where yeah. they had the hand all grown up supposedly that i, I laughed even though it only had been about 10 years old yeah uh, it was a full-grown <laughs> human man in a, in a in a hand costume yeah, yeah that whole sexual chocolate era of, of Mark Henry has got multiple <sighs> entrants in the Hall of Lane to come. Mm. Definitely. But yeah, so that's a great it's one. Um, Scottish Danny corrects us. It's a Raw 1000 where they showed uh, the hand. The wrestling encyclopedia himself. That little brain full of all these facts. <laughs> uh, Magsy, I know what you've got for us. I'm not going to spill the beans, but you've told me. This and time. I'm really... I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to sit back and really enjoy this. So let's dive okay. on into your Hall of Lame entrant for Chain Wrestling 100. Okay, so Matt actually um, um, links back to one I mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I've said that there would be a follow-up. Um, so if you remember the Jim Hurd entrant, well, Jim Hurd had a, a magnum opus uh, of a wrestling show. Um so basically, to just to uh, cover overall ground, Jim Hurd was the uh, ended up being a, a an an authority figure in in WCW. 
wanted to in, in, enact a lot of ridiculous rules, um, wanted uh, Ric Flair to cut his hair and become a, a gladiator called Spartacus. Basically had no, no idea about the product that he was working with, uh, had very little experience in the rest of the world. I think he was a pizza, uh, pizza shop uh, manager, something like that beforehand. <laughs> so, yeah, so he was an idiot. Um, but one of the biggest shows in the WCW calendar is, is, was always the Great American Bash. Uh, and at the, the 1990 Great American Bash, we had Ric Flair dropping the title at the end of the title to Sting, uh, which was, I think, Sting's first ever title reign and really gave uh, Sting that r- rub that only Ric Flair around the, uh, that time could, could give for a wrestler. So in 1991, Flair was scheduled to do exactly the same thing for Lex Luger. Give uh, drop the title to him. Lex Luger is then a made man in WCW. Bad, bad, blah. Um, but Ric Flair, um, he refused to to drop to Lex Luger because he'd already agreed with uh, the booking committee that they were going to drop the title back to Sting again. Um, because of this, uh, Flair was fired and stripped of the title by Jim Hurd. Um, but the issue was that that uh, Ric Flair had possession of the title and you had to leave a $25,000 deposit um, for the title. So if you left the company or, or was uh, stripped of the title, when you handed it back, you got your deposit back. That didn't happen. He was also, still, he was also still a semi-touring champion as well, wasn't he? He would, mm-hmm. he would yeah. work for other companies as well. So it's kind of, I suppose, protecting themselves against losing the title, potentially, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so with all this... Uh, this commotion going on in the background, Jim Hurd still decided <laughs> to to plow on with uh with the Great American Bash and thought the best way to do that was to hack job an already lackluster card, um, which was seen as having characters that were WWF lat. Um so firstly he pulled Barry Windham. Uh, from a six-man match where he, he was uh, meant to be teaming with Arn Anderson and Paulie Dangerously to face the Starners and Missy Hyatt. Um, Barry Window was then put in the in the, the title match versus Luger, and Scott Starner actually got the, the now because he had a niggling injury, which left us with Arn Anderson and Paulie Dangerously versus Rick Starner and Missy Hyatt. Um, oh, it's so bad. So... <laughs> Before we get actually into the show, Dave Meltzer said in the Wrestling Observer uh, after reviewing the show, WCW had its first chance to prove it could survive without Ric Flair. But by the end of the Great American Bash, a show that even Ric Flair could not have saved, the only thing that they proved was that Ric Flair was worth far more to the company than it ever realized. It's strange. So, why was... uh, um, the gap to Gypsy da- uh, Dangerous Dave saw scathing. Um, let's have a look at the show. So mm-hmm. all the way throughout the show, the crowd is almost constantly booing or chanting, we won't flare. Um, the opener uh, has, has been roundly called the worst pay-per-view opening match of all time. You had Steve Austin and Terry Taylor facing Bobby Eaton and PN News in a scaffold match. Uh, in this uh, six-minute match, which for me felt like about an hour, uh, on a piece of scaffold that was way too narrow to have any sort of wrestling on, we had uh, Eaton and PN uh, win, but not by the traditional rules of a, of a, of a scaffold match, throwing their opponent uh, off. They won by capturing a flag, 
and slowly walking it back to their side to the point where all the wrestlers then just climbed down the scaffold uh, and the, the announcer, Gary and Michael Capetta, didn't have a clue what was going on and just decided to announce uh, announce the winners. Then we get some plenty of stalling on commentary uh, from Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone. We get uh, Tom Zenk versus the Diamond Stud Scott Hall. Um, this was actually not a bad match, but certainly not a pay-per-view quality one. No. Uh, then after that, we get Scott Hall's outsider brother and also fellow Hall of Lame inductee, Oz, with the oh. Great Wizard. He faces Ron Simmons, um, a match um, that goes eight minutes with the crowd constant, constantly chanting boring, uh, where Farouk gets the win with a flying tackle. So bad. And on we go. Uh, this was then followed by the battle of the former Rock and Roll Express tag team, Robert Gibson and Richard Morton. Uh, Richard now using his Sunday name because he's joined the York Foundation. Uh, and that actually started pretty, pretty well. And the crowd were getting really into it. And then Morton began working on Robert Gibson's leg for 10 minutes and the crowd were bored shitless again um, and eventually Morton picked up the win using a laptop um, next was a six man elimination match uh, with the free birds of Jimmy Garvin Michael uh, PSAs and Bad Street aka Brad Armstrong in a mask yeah. versus the young <laughs> pistols uh, of uh, Steve Armstrong Tracy Smothers and a young Dustin Rhodes um, this was probably the best match on the card, but even this was not uh, not without faults. Uh, Tra- Tracy Smothers made a blind tag to Steve Armstrong, who climbed up to the top rope and then just stayed there um, and then eventually got down um, for no particular reason. Uh, we saw uh, Steve um, waiting in position until his brother, uh, Brad Bad Street was in the ring, so he could uh, hit him with a drop kick. There were a lot of kind of like stalling and, and uh, confusion with the wrestlers, and then all the eliminations came in the last three or four minutes of the match, uh, which left Dustin Rhodes the 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 lonely uh, survivor when he beat Garvin and Bad Street with a clothesline and a bulldog. So that was fun. Uh, next, we had Johnny B. Bad. Uh, he tried to claim a bounty to prove that the masked character Yellow Dog was actually Brian Pillman, um, who had who'd lost a, a loser leaves WCW match. This actually got off to a, a good start when Johnny's pyro went off, and then they played the wrong theme music. Uh, his manager, Theodore Long, you can hear him screaming at the production staff to, to get the music right. We get a short match here, and Yellow Dog wins by a DQ when Teddy gets involved to try and rip the mask off Brian Pillman's head instead of uh, instead of uh, Johnny B. Bad. Um, backstage, we see Eric Bischoff trying to interview Missy Hyatt <laughs> while she's taking a shower. Guaranteed, he had a crafty wank. I hate um, Missy Hyatt so much. Yeah, I, I mean, I hate Eric Bischoff so much as well, so that's fair. Uh, then we get a lumberjack match between Big Josh, uh, who was actually, I think, uh, Matt Bourne, the future doink. Yeah. Um, 
And he is uh, accompanied to the ring by bears, obviously, because that's what you do, actual <laughs> proper dancing bears. <laughs> then we we have Black Blood. He's facing Black Blood, who is the former Billy Jack Haynes, um, who was actually advertised as being accompanied by Kevin Sullivan, but Kevin Sullivan wasn't there at all. Um, Six-minute match. <laughs> Uh, the only interesting part was a brawl between the, the Lumberjacks uh, and then the end where Blackboard legitimately attempts to behead Josh uh, with the axe only to be stopped by uh, Dustin Rhodes, who was one of the Lumberjacks, and a roll-up victory, everyone's favourite, the roll-up. Um, so we're about halfway through the card now. Here we go. Kevin Sullivan was around for the next match. He joined One Man Gang in the advertised Battle of the Giants against El Gigante. Oh, dear God. El Gigante, who was accompanied to the ring by a troop, I think it's troop, of dwarves, just to make, just to show how El Gigante he is, I say, I assume. Um, this was so slow. This was Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez levels of slow. Uh, the win comes when El Gigante kicks one man gang's hand, which is filled with powder, uh, into his own face and, and close lands uh, one man gang to the back of the head. Um, a great finish for any main event anywhere in the world, I'm sure. A close line to the back of the head or the white powder. <laughs> Both. I mean, the white powder is usually the start of a of a good night, not the not well, near the end. Well, um, Flair, Flair had left at this stage, so maybe not so much now. But <laughs> <laughs> so, hopefully, this next match is going to save the card. We've got Sting. Uh, everyone pinning their hopes on Sting being able to rescue this this abomination. He faced Nikita Koloff in a Russian chain match, in otherwise known as a four corner strap match. It's, Dull and sloppy match, but surely a sting victory is going to give the fans something to cheer about. Yeah, yeah, send them home oh. happy. But Jim Heard don't want to send these fucking fans <laughs> home happy because <laughs> Nikita Koloff wins and Sting loses the match. And then he almost gets castrated with the chain afterwards. Now we get to the title match. The vacant WCW title, obviously, with Ric Flair leaving the company, heading for, for pastures new. It was Barry Windham versus Lex Luger in a steel cage. Um, and before the match, we get to see the replacement world title belt, because obviously Ric Flair has still got the original. They they had a, a world uh, world championship, uh, championship wrestling from Florida belt, and they, they uh, basically etched a panel over the top of that logo with world championship wrestling engraved in it. Yep. Uh, I think the person who did the etching had Parkinson's because uh, there's not a straight line to, to be seen on that whole panel of, uh, of, of, of text or anyway, the match was fine. Absolutely fine. But the, the crowd absolutely shat all over it because this wasn't the match they were promised. They wanted Ric Flair. Um, so this chance of we won't flare uh, all the way through the match, but as we as the 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 pair are just about to win the crowd over, we get Harley Race and Mister Hughes coming to the ring. They distract uh, Barry and allow Luger to pick up the win, which meant this this obvious heel turn on Luger killed the goodwill of the crowd stone dead, and they they just absolutely shit all over the 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 talent in the ring. 
And so the, the card ends with a steel cage match for the vacant world title. But no, it didn't. It didn't no. end there because there was another match. And that why would match that be was, your main event? Why, why would that be your main event? Exactly. When you've got this match in your pocket, <sighs> the mixed gender tag match between Art Anderson and Paulie Dangerously versus Missy Hyatt and Rick Starner. And this match is probably the biggest load of absolute bollocks on the whole card because Missy Hyatt is kidnapped from ringside within seconds by Dick Murdoch and Dick Slater, um, who also let her uh, uh, drop her so they can actually have a legitimate fight with a fan in the in the, in the the crowd. <laughs> the reason they had this, uh, this kidnapping was booked in was because in classic WCW fashion, the company booked and promoted the match and then learned on the day of the show that intergender wrestling was banned in Maryland and that they couldn't have the match. Oh, so this left Rick Steiner to face uh, Paulie and Arn Anderson alone. Um, but by the time this match actually started, there were only four minutes of pay-per-view time uh, to go. So in those four minutes, uh, we see Anderson try to uh, attack Steiner, but um, Steiner gets the better of him, uh, takes both out, uh, uh, Double A and Paulie out with a couple of Steiner lines, wins the match, and then storms off without even bothering celebrating. And the Jim Ross signs off the show saying, fans, as we look out at the Baltimore Arena tonight, I am glad there are no more matches left. <laughs> so my entry is the Great American Bash 1991. Very, very worthy entrance. And do you know what made it even more typical WCW, Maxie? When the VHS tape of this pay-per-view was released, the front cover still... Three months later, three months later, that's how long it used to take these DV, uh, these videos to come out. The VHS cassette recording of this, for people to go out and buy, the front cover still had the advertising for Ric Flair versus Lex Luger. Jesus the front cover. wept. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Jesus wept. Luckily, uh, Jim Hurd wasn't long for the company after this, but mm. what, a, what a turd of a show he put on. Terrible. Absolutely, ter- and there's so much crap on that show. Even things you look at and think, "Oh, that that could be quite good," end up being absolute shite. Yeah, absolute shite. So, so a very worthy entrant into the Hall of Lame, as I think all three are. So we have the Bronco Buster, we have May Young giving birth to a hand, and the Great American Bash 1991. Your Hall of Lame inductees for Chain Wrestling 100, all total shite and worthy of their spot. I thought of a late entry. Go Bobby Lashley over. versus Brock Lesnar, Crown Jewel 2022. Have you seen that? No. I, I, heard, it, I heard it wasn't that bad. Oh, oh, clear off. Awful. Was it Honestly, really? Honestly, it genuinely angers me when <laughs> matches like that happen and the ending is just atrocious. You know, I, I, I watched a match that I've seen six times and I still was invested to go... I don't know who wins this. This is amazing. Yet, uh, six, seven years later, I'm watching the same, one of the same people involved in a match against Bobby Lashley in Saudi Arabia or wherever it's bloody held. And I'm just like, this is just an abomination. It, is, it just angers me so much. I've yet they're getting paid it. an absolute it. fortune yeah. to participate in this. And then the, the follow-up match was, oh, I don't know, a tag team match between people i don't even recognize to be honest with you 
And I'm just like, this is just embarrassing. <laughs> it just, it just annoys me. It really does. It pisses me off. <laughs> well, you'll be happy to know that the plans are for Lesnar versus Lashley three at WrestleMania. So, oh, good. <laughs> um, my wife crowd went mild <laughs> my wife will be able to mean to hear that as well because she hates both those guys so <laughs> uh excellent stuff fellas excellent stuff uh we should i suppose magsy check in with the chat before we dive into our non-wrestling topic yes we shall let's have a <laughs> let's have a, a quick look uh a lot of talk about um about may young and mark uh henry's hand uh, but we'll start with this. Fitch reeled off the babe station number the other day. Naughty, naughty. Which, uh, <laughs> sounds about right. Um, of course, Fitch did. Bet he used to heavy breed down the other land. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's that bloody Fitch again. We changed that number. Um, <laughs> apparently, the hand grew up to be the SmackDown fist. Amazing. And, so good. And, went, good. and then went back inside May Young. <laughs> and it Dear also me. had a stint in Jackass where it surprised people down random corridors. Yeah, that, that is actually really Well, it's fun. good that they made a career. You know, it's good yeah. that they got some work. Uh, everyone who was on the edge of their seats wanted to know, uh, Andy, where the FSAR was going with that when you were talking about uh, ye olde uh, dildos and hand <laughs> vibrating hand massages. <laughs> there is someone on the internet. Of course, this is uh, Matt from Fabergé. There's someone on the internet that would pay to watch me rub one hand, and that's Morty. <laughs> okay, again, disclaimer: this oh. show is a grown-up show. <laughs> and they're from Bang Bang. I've seen someone in work with a pleasuring device stuck up. Is, is, does he work with old people? Is he like a a, a nurse? Yeah, stuck up their ass. He adds, <laughs> stuck up their ass. Brilliant. Did you Brilliant. have to remove it? Was it legit stuck? Was it one of those I fell on it moments that you hit? We read about or there was a teacher where uh, where I went who always walked in with a limp like she had a butt plug in. See, this is just the levels you only get on chain wrestling. Absolutely we are nothing at all to do. We with are wrestling a wrestling whatsoever. podcast. I promise. <laughs> Dan, a Scottish Dan is so glad we're not reviewing this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Cam says, um, "Great American Bash and uh, 1991 still sounds better than uh, Uncensored 1996." Mm. Um, and Bang Bang saying, "I'm copying and pasting this audio for a future episode. I'll do the top ten and I'm playing. So I'm, I'm doing the Lord's work, basically. I've, I've recorded." <laughs> Uh, an episode of Bang Bang for, for Andy, and he won't even have to even watch the show, which is good. Just say, today's guest is Mags, and just press play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've heard Mags had a gaggle with him back in this car park war days. Yeah, you don't mess with uh, with the super supermarket gangster. The little massive. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Vacant is the most decorated champ in all of wrestling history from Connor uh, No Soccer. And Steve, well, you're being told to get in the bin. I mean... Yeah, but for what? Is there anything in particular why you want him to get in the bin? I think <laughs> that was that was reference to the Lashley uh Lesnar match. I think that comment popped up. So they went for the ending Stone Cold versus Bret Hart from Survivor Series nineteen ninety six, but messed it up badly. The whole match was rough. And I hope Fitch is using his work phone. Uh and then Sharon's put I've been doing the Bubba's hair, so I haven't paid attention to the chat. Brilliant. 
that's why it's deteriorated into what it is. Shah's not there to watch <laughs> that, look after you or to supervise you, you reprobates. But yeah, there we go. Speaking of these reprobates, we've got a few questions, Magsy, from them, haven't we? Shall we, we dive into our non wrestling topic, my friend? Let's do it. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. That filthy belch. That's my daughter, that is, believe it or not. No, I'm joking. It's not. It's a... <laughs> Max, I see you coughing away again, mate. I see you coughing away again. Are you I, know, right? I can't get, I can't get, I'm allergic to podcasts, I think. <laughs> allergic to podcasts. Yeah. Uh, this week's non wrestling topic was quite simply the revisiting of an old favorite, seeing as this is our 100th episode. Ask us anything. And we have uh, quite the mix, don't we, Mags? Quite the mix. I don't know how you expected it to be anything different than what it is. Yeah. It's true. a bunch of fucking reprobates that we attract on this show. <laughs> Clearly, they're going to ask us dick and shit questions. Exactly. And that is pretty much what we got. We have a couple of wrestling ones thrown in. So, yeah, we are still a wrestling podcast, we promise. <laughs> we start, Magsy, and I'm going to go through them in the order they arrived yeah, in. Of course us. you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we start with at Pigs Bladders, who made us a fantastic image earlier today of Magsy and I celebrating our special day, which I've sent out on the Chain Wrestling Twitter. So go and check that out. The work this person does on these images is fantastic. I love it. Thank you so much for that. Uh, the question is, gentlemen, you are offered £250,000 to tattoo all the lyrics of every Cliff Richard song ever released on your entire body. Every centimetre covered, no exceptions, would you do it? And this does also include your face, because I had to double check that that was going to happen. What are we thinking? <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm covered from head to toe. Um, in tattoos anyway, but to be offered £250,000 to be covered with Cliff Richard. Mm. I couldn't even name your Cliff Richard song, to be honest with you, but nah, forget forget wow. it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I I I think two hundred and fifty grand is too low. I think if... Yeah. I, I would be tempted, I would be tempted for more money. If it meant I, if I had enough money to be comfortable, never have to work and look after my family, I think I'd go for it, you know? Never have to work or look after your family. No, never have to work and be able to look after my family, like my parents, my sister, and, and you know, all that, everybody. But how much money would that be? A couple of million? 250 grand is it's way not worth it. Not for Cliff Richard lyrics. Jesus Christ. Whose lyrics would you put on you then for 250 grand? Like Shawaddy Waddy, maybe. Okay, yeah, that's 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 a fair thing. Yeah. Could you? <laughs> I, I, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll do the sigh here. Could you, in theory, use the money then to get it uh, lasered off? <laughs> what, all of your body. <laughs> that would be the worst. Well, and, and it costs can, exactly two hundred and fifty thousand to get it tre- done. The trend. <laughs> the trend. The trend at the moment in the world of tattooing is basically get blacked out. Just literally, just get. Uh, I don't know if you know that. In fact, the falling in reverse singer, he's now got all his tattoos blacked out. It's, it's, Why it looks, I understand. It's because it's they then if well in certain cases they can then do white 
patterns over it instead. Okay. Yeah. And Interesting. It's all well and good doing it, but it's like, yeah, but you've blacked yourself out completely now. You can't reverse that. So they've kind of like fucked themselves up, basically. I couldn't imagine... I can imagine getting laser laser surgery to get certain things removed off me, but not to blacken it out. No, it's a bit. Yeah, it'd look like Braille if you got laser surgery done on that. Yeah. Well, imagine yeah, having yeah. like imagine having the Lord's Prayer, whatever that song was he did, like on your eyelids or some shit. Do you know what I mean? That <laughs> wired for sound across your forehead. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Did I ever so, tell you I saw Cliff a... Richard once? You didn't. You've seen Cliff Richard. I've seen Cliff Richard. Yeah perform about three songs at Bristol City, Ashton Gate, going back in. This is like, Before he was kicked out and barred from the, the town centre. No, no, it was, it was something to do with the football. one of the football clubs I played for back in the day when I could actually still run uh, was associated with a church group. To be eligible to play for the football team, you had to attend at least one church event per year. A few of my mates used to go to this thing. So, I, I, you know, I went along to the youth club sometimes, but that apparently didn't tick them enough boxes for them. So I went along to this this supposed concert that they were holding in. I, I think it was Ashton Gate. I may be completely wrong with that, but it was in Bristol somewhere. And, and Cliff Richard was there, and he performed two or three songs. What and songs? The, I can't remember that, because I was actually with my... I was 16, and I was with my 16-year-old girlfriend at the time, and um, effectively got a hand job in front of Cliff Richard that day. So... <laughs> Nah. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we go back to we'll, we'll censor May Young having a hand <laughs> Anything <Yeah>. else? <laughs> well, it's it's nearly ten to ten now, mate. And you know, as far as I'm concerned, the watershed's gone. We got you know, we put out our disclaimers. It is what it is. Uh, wanked off to. <laughs> <laughs> shocking not, not, not too cliff richard it wasn't like to the rhythm of the song. anyway let's move on shall we let's summer on. holiday trains oh, <laughs> at the station uh dan griffin at dan griffin 21 on twitter who is not with us this evening he is on the beer in london so hopefully he will listen to this on the audio version uh dan griffin says what is the worst scenario you can think of to drop a really loud fart the worst scenario you can think of to drop a really smelly fart. I assume he's put loud twice there, but I think there's supposed to be loud and smelly separate things. Uh, and have you ever shit yourself in public? <laughs> All right, I can actually answer these questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> well, it's not me directly, so um, even though he's not asking for anecdotes about it, but I think um, uh, when my mate was telling me how he was just... Well, he was having sex <laughs> with whoever and um, with his girlfriend and he just absolutely let rip. That kind of ended that. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> that kills the mood attached, doesn't it? So, so yeah, my answer would be, yeah, well, while, while doing the business. Um, and what was the other one? Sorry, uh, really smelly one. Yeah. A really smelly one. It would have to be around, like, someone that you um, are trying to impress, someone someone that you find attractive. Um and then the, the one where as, as I've shat myself in public, technically, yes, um, I overindulged in Nando's. <laughs> and uh, this was quite recent. This was only like seven years ago. This was today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was, and, this was uh, now. <laughs> and essentially, yeah, I was just driving in my car with my mate and I'm just like, 
I'm not going to lie. I, I, it's the old um, uh, will from in between us. I farted and I shat myself, and that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, um, I, I can't. I, I don't think I've ever shit myself in public. Not, not that any moments spring to mind. You've had a few you know, close calls when you run into a portaloo at a festival or something, maybe, but... <laughs> Yeah, you know, never had. An, I don't think that's happened. I, I may get corrected by people I know when they hear this show later in the week. Maybe I don't know. But uh, Maxi yourself, um, I've come close uh, after a night out and deciding to 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 walk home uh, from the pub, and you 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 touching cloth, <laughs> when, and and it's almost like the the shit knows that you're almost home because it gets closer and closer and you open the door and it's there going you're not going to make it motherfucker and you, you <laughs> up the stairs and you're just about so yeah I've, I've, I've come very very close um to answer his second one what is the worst scenario you can think to drop a really smelly part i don't think there is a worse scenario because if you're dropping the fart you like your own brand don't you and it's like it's something you're proud of um, yeah, but I'm with Steve on if you, if you're around someone that you, you fancy or you're out on a first date or something like that, it and you know a little 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 one creaks out. Do you know what I mean when when you don't want it to? <laughs> Especially if it's only the two of you. If there's other people around, <laughs> yeah, you, you can, can blame. You <laughs> can jump on that straight straight away. Just go, Jesus! I think someone's farted. You know, and you can straight away <laughs> shut oh, the over yeah, over elsewhere. You know, I think someone's farted. Me, it was me who farted. Sniff that. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh there we go. Uh Cam in the chat there at Cam Griff 92. This is interesting. This is more of a wrestling aspect. He says, What is your dream booking along with commentary team? Wrestlers, commentators from any era. So I think he means what is your, your dream booker and commentary team? Uh we'll go through. He's got other questions, but we'll get to those after we've answered this one, I suppose. So and with regards to, to booking, I find that a bit tricky because different time frames different wrestling and so on but commentary is easy for me uh i'm everyone knows i'm a massive jim ross fan absolutely mm -hmm. huge jim ross fan i love jim ross with paul Heyman. i think that is yeah. superb i've also got a little soft spot for tony Schiavone and jesse ventura because they were the team on SummerSlam 89 and that was the vhs tape i had when i was a kid so even though they didn't work together much that's kind of like i know it's not the best but i got a soft spot for it because it reminds me of being like eight years old you know uh, what about yourself, Steve-O and Mag's commentary team or favourite bookers? I'm with you. Um, oh, go on, go on, Max, go on. I was just going to say, I, I agree with um, Jim Ross and Paul Ehrman. Uh, for the short time they were together, it was absolute gold. Uh, but I, I, I've i always had a massive amount of respect for, for Joey Styles. To be able to yeah. do a one-man booth for for pretty much the all of ECW's uh, run, it's just phenomenal to to be that good. Um, so yeah, for for me, it be it will be Jim Russell Paul Ehrman, but uh, honourable mention definitely to Joey Styles. Yeah, hmm. I, I agree with well, basically exactly what you guys said. But I must, I have to say this that we can all laugh about me doing these stupid impressions of Booker T, but genuinely, Booker T in 2011 is like the best thing um, about SmackDown. He is just so bad that it's good. And genuinely, <laughs> um, 
whenever I hear him on the show, I'm just constantly doing, trying to perfect his, his, uh, um, his voice because it is, he's just, he's just fantastic on the commentary along with uh, Josh Matthews and um, Michael mm-hmm. Cole at the time, the three of them are, They've got a really good chemistry together. Mm. They're, they're nothing compared to JR and Paul Heyman or JR and King. But oh, an honourable mention to Booker T. I thought he was um, really good in 2011. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is he is he doing Alex Tino, I think? Oh, uh, you've just reminded me. God, Wade Barrett is doing the commentary on... Well, he did it for Crown Jewel and he's also smacked out. Awful. Please, just go. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it just annoys me just so flat and boring uh, just go away uh Kama also asks favorite manager from any era gotta be bobby heenan yeah i mean there's there's a, there's a few uh bobby heenan was was um just he's the the, the bar setter but i used to always have uh, a soft spot for slick okay the doctor and i don't yeah, I don't know why. Maybe because he he, he always sung after every like interview. But yeah, mm-hmm. I used to like Slick. Yeah, okay. Steve? Uh, this is cheating in a way, but certainly he's technically he's, he's an owner. But I'm going to classify him as manager. <laughs> Vince McMahon. Um, okay. I'm terrible with these questions, to be honest with you. Um, I think Vince McMahon during the 1999. 2000 era but really the austin era mm-hmm. um he was just absolutely fantastic he's another one which i just glued to the screen whenever he was doing his um promo work and his back and forth with with austin was just fantastic um paul Heyman, um i really enjoy oh, yeah with um, with brock lesnar i'm not gonna i'm gonna beat about the bush with that i thought he's absolutely fantastic and um also um I don't really have much recognition of him, but I do appreciate the work they did was Jimmy Hart. There was a mm-hmm. presence about him. I, I, I found whenever I've, I've watched his anything to do with um, the, the very early nineties. And um, there was just something about him where it just screamed, um, you're the manager and everything. But um, I don't even think he is a manager, but Paul Bearer with, with the undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Kane. Yeah. And with, yeah, of course with Kane as well. Um, I thought he was he was very very good. So you know, there's just a few that I could think of off the top of my head. But Martin's actually a really good shape because in my head he doesn't even enter the sort of uh, being a manager, I suppose, criteria. But you're spot on because he is ringside representing wrestlers when they're going up against Austin, and he, he's making matches for these guys to go and cause Austin problems. So yeah, of course it works. Yeah, that's a great show, Steven. Yeah, and he also led things like the 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 corporation and the corporate ministry and stuff like that. So yes. yeah, it absolutely works. Yeah, yeah. Heyman's a great show as well. When he was in WCW, poorly dangerously, the Dangerous Alliance, and all that. Oh, fantastic mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, Cam also asks if we had a choice, would you either take a F five from Brock Lesnar or a spear from Roman? Oh, I think it's, it's the spear from Roman. Yeah. yeah, he looks like he would be very gentle but make it look really painful where Brock would just throw you, just throw you like six foot in the air. Would that not, I, I don't know. See, I I was leaning more towards taking the F5 because if I fall over and land on my face a lot anyway. <laughs> so, Brilliant. you know, but getting a guy running at me and smashing me in the gut like that. that don't yeah, but it's like more that. like a hug. I mean, 
you you have to play the part. It's not real, Sal. Let's just let's just get that out of the way. He's just going <laughs> to feed you to the floor. See, I'm looking at it as it, it as it's it, it's a shoot, mind. I'm not, you know, my wife in the chat there. Robert is he genuinely going to spear you through? Yeah, the that's why. Yeah, I mean, Cam, if you're in the chat, let us know. Is that what you meant? I'm thinking he means as a shoot. Would you take the F5 or a, a legit spear? And I'm thinking yeah, surely the F5 shoot, would hurt. Yeah. I'm thinking even as a shoot, shoot, I think I'd rather get hit whilst on my feet than on Brock Lesnar's shoulders and then span around 180 degrees and then thrown onto the floor. <laughs> yeah, I think I would take a spear still. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and lastly, Cam asks, <laughs> favourite SmackDown commentator and why is it Fanaki? Well, of course it's Fanaki. Yeah. He's the number one. He was, he was not, no, he was never, he wasn't a commentator though, was he? He was the number one announcer. Yeah, SmackDown number one announcer. Yeah. So you fuck that rad up, Cam. You so we're it. not going to answer it. Um. <laughs> and, and and it's and it's clearly Taz anyway. So is it? No, it's definitely not Taz. No, little round orange dude. You know, he looks a little bit like a big bean. Or a uh, uh, umpalumpa. An Oompa Loompa, yeah. yeah. That's a good show, actually. He could, yeah, he could have worked in the in, in the chocolate factory, couldn't he? Okay. <laughs> <That's>... uh, <laughs> Danny, at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. Oh, shout in the chat there from Scottish Danny. It's JBL. Actually, that's a great shout. JBL with Michael Cole on SmackDown was good. He was the saviour of SmackDown as a wrestler and a commentator. There you go. There you go. Uh, Danny in... Well, not in the chat on Twitter at Scottish Juggalo. He says, inspired by the brand new brilliant Murder in Mind podcast. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. mate. I appreciate that. Uh, he says, you saved the life of a higher up in the police force and are granted 24 hours to murder any current celebrity you want without punishment. Who do you choose? <laughs> now, I think this question is going to be very difficult for us to tiptoe around and not cause ourselves repercussions in the future. So <laughs> we just want to say this is all hypothetical. It's a game. We're not really going to kill anybody, but who would you knife? <laughs> Jake Paul. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, see, I, um, I despise, absolutely despise Celine Dion. But I'm not sure I want to kill her. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why do you despise porcelain Dion? I'm just—I don't know. You know, I just sort of sometimes look at people and go, "Oh, if I ever met you, I'd just punch you straight in the mush." Celine Dion does that for me. That's that's so mean. Yeah, but and then that bloody Titanic song and uh, that that wailing warbling is okay. You've got a fantastic vocal range. You can do like I don't know, seventy-eight octave vocal range. You don't need to do it in every fucking song, love. Just sing us a bit of a tune. All right, and then and then be done with it. Do you know what I mean? That's, so watch your back, Celine Dion. Because if Star <laughs> ever gets the opportunity, he's stabbing you right up. No, 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 no. I, I, I said I, I don't like her. I hate her, whatever. But I don't think I'd want to kill her. Let's just stipulate that now before I get nicked for saying on an internet wrestling show. Oh, I want to get... <laughs> always with the murder, Scottish Danny. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. Always with the murder, the, the Caddington stabber. Uh, Steve-O, any thoughts? I just instantly thought of someone that I cannot stand on YouTube. It's Eddie Hall. I just, just fuck off. He's just such a cock. And Eddie yeah. Hall, who's that? Uh, for, former world's strongest man did the 500 kilogram deadlift as he'll tell you every fucking week 
Um, <laughs> He's proud of his achievements, then, yeah? Yeah, an absolute... The, one of the biggest sellouts you will ever come across and it it just angers me so much and he's just recently okay fair enough he's done it for for good causes but he's just shaved off his beard recently and everything and i'm just too cynical i just he just does everything for attention attention look at me look at me look at me and i just find it really really pathetic especially when you're um, a professional or were a professional sportsman and you're having to sink yourself as low as selling yourself out like yeah good luck to you and everything but yeah the sooner he's gone off this planet the happier i am but <laughs> okay <laughs> that's actually just uh just twig my memory for for one uh and it's a very recent one uh true jordan uh oh god he's uh he's out himself as being a proper knobhead uh today so yeah i'd, I'd chef him up can, can you expand on that? Because I I don't have so true Geordie, another one who makes out that he's some humble. Oh, I've worked really hard to get where I am. It's like, in the words of Sai, fuck off, have you? Just fuck oh. off. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've always thought there was something. <laughs> I've always thought there's something disingenuous about him. Um, yes. Yeah. He he always comes off as being smug and slash yeah. and it turns out that he's a uh, an islamophobe um and also lacks uh big dildos up his rectum so yeah check out his uh check out his uh, true jordy on twitter i'm sure you'll uh, you'll see all the things you need to see but yeah he's a no. he's a twat I will. The one thing I would say in all seriousness before he, again, another one that's decided to sell his soul and yeah, fair play to him. He's now like interviewing absolutely huge stars around the world. There's no doubt. I like his interview with Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Don't get me wrong. They're terrible. I couldn't watch them, but he's getting names like that on his show, which is just mental. But he does do good. Po- he has done some outstanding podcasts. I will not take that away. One of the best ever podcasts I've listened to is, and I always find um, podcasts with porn stars really interesting because they're really, really open about the industry. And I've got no time whatsoever for, um, is it Jack mate that does happy hour? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. He, they did a, a, a podcast with a porn star and it was actually really um enlightening and really fascinating listen to this guy and chris jericho's done one um where he they used to go through these stages these um podcasters interviewing virtually the same people and yeah but true geordie did one with the guy that invented porn hub and, and you porn and it is legitimately fascinating he also did one with them um, an undercover police officer it's absolutely outstanding. Um, these are like two, three hour long episodes. They're not like an hour now. They're like two, three hour long episodes of this fascinating conversation. Another one he did was with an, a, a former gangster. Absolutely outstanding without wanting to use that word again. But it's, it's just fucking brilliant. I highly recommend anybody watching this to or listening in on the audio to, to check out the old True Geordie stuff. But mm. these days, since he sold out to twitch and everything mm-hmm. yeah i've got no time for him at all no that's fair enough that's fair enough um obviously i said i, I dislike Celine Dawn. i don't want to kill her but when it comes to the actual question steve i asked i'd like to put forward people like the lead singer of the lost prophets people like uh gary glitter people like that who are still walking this earth having done the hideous things they have done 
Um, for I don't understand how these people are still walking the earth. They've not had their fucking throat slit. Dirty nonce bastards. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, we have James here at Yam All Right. Was that right, Steve-O? Uh, Magsy, did I say that correctly this time? I, I mean, we've not had confirmation either way. It sounds right to me. Okay, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Uh, we get treated with another series of the amaz- amazing Legends House, which current wrestlers, uh, which wrestlers, sorry, current, old, dead or alive, would you cast in it? Uh, Steve, have you ever seen Legends House? <laughs> <laughs> I know of it. Um, yeah. I'm aware of the premise, but I've, I have a guess. No. <laughs> okay. I've watched a few episodes and to be honest, it was quite funny. To be fair, it was like it's, it's nothing television. It's just you know you haven't really got to concentrate. It's just there, and it did, there were moments that annoyed me, but other moments that did make me laugh. But it's effectively like a reality TV show where, uh, for those who are unaware, where old wrestlers are, are living together in a house and they argue and they they got their own. Little, oh, you know, then no, I haven't. Then it's Sorry, on the network. Right, okay. Yeah, some Roddy Piper's in there, and uh, uh, Jimmy Hart's in there, and Mean Gene Oakland is in there. And it, it is quite funny because they do get on each other's nerves. But again, it's like nothing television. But, I was thinking you were referring to, is it round the table? Is that what it's called? Is it? Oh, uh, uh, table for three. That's it. Yeah, that's what I th- Sorry, I thought you were referring to that. Um, no, I think Legend House is kind of like Big Brother for wrestlers, but without the, the like the challenges and stuff like that. It's just basically conversations and, mm. and like Sasa's arguing. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. It, it was a nothing. It's not. I wouldn't have called it amazing. It was a, a decent show to watch. But um, let's see who, who could go in. <laughs> Uncle Juicer and have Vader and Yoko in the house in an all-you-can-eat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Yoko's winning that. That absolutely winning that. Um, yeah, I, I, some... I would like to put forward Ric Flair just because the guy would just go insane and be a prat, and also Meng, because he's going to settle any argument, isn't he? Yeah. Well, that's it. You want some conflict. And yeah, then you of want someone to sort that conflict out. So it, it'd have to be wrestlers that are pissed off of each other. So well, Chris Jericho and CM Punk? <laughs> Punk, yeah, Punk <laughs> Hulk Cabana, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, A Steel, <laughs> Larry the Dog. Throw Larry the Dog in there. Yeah, that'd be quite. That's quite. You could make some really interesting TV, can you? With that sort of stuff, I think. Yeah, you just know, shoot farting. I've got. A, I've got a question to kind of tie into what. Um, uh, sorry, who asked the question? Sorry, oh James, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. That's um, right, yeah, James. Yeah, it's slightly off subject, but it's not. It's. Who would you like to hear like a, a genuine three-hour podcast with? I'll, I'll give you examples, and they actually go into in-depth. Mine would be uh, Brock Lesnar and The Rock. They're two individuals that I'd love to hear genuinely their um, opinions on the, the, the world of wrestling stuff, because Brock did um, – I don't know if either of you two listened to it, but when Austin was doing those interviews after Rawls, mm-hmm. um, and he did the one with, with Brock, I thought that – I've listened to that two or three times. I think that's – here's that word outstanding uh, i think it's brilliant because he's he's clearly really uncomfortable to start with and he don't want to be doing it and then all of a, then he kind of just calms himself down and um he, he's really really interested to talk to especially about his hunting and everything but i'd love to hear his opinion about ufc and, and wwe I, I would find that really interesting and with the rock as well you just don't hear the rock talk about wwe at all and mm. i'd love to hear his thoughts about 
the, the wrestling industry back when he was in it and his legacy and stuff. And Dave, what, is there anybody that you would can imagine that you'd like to hear like a three hour podcast with? Uh, um, I imagine it'd be, it'd be people that you don't hear from very often would yeah. be the most fascinating. If they're genuinely going to sit there and open up and have a proper in-depth conversation about yeah. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. the modern product, their own career, whatever people who don't, people who don't, you don't hear from very often. Uh, my mind instantly goes to Barry Windham because I think that guy had a fascinating career. He worked with all the top guys. He went to WWF back again and all this. He wrestled at the first WrestleMania. Uh, I think that would be really intriguing to hear his thoughts on the business now and his own career. Uh, it depends how honest you're going to get as well. If they, if they are genuinely going to be out of character and honest, I would love to hear from CM Punk because he's been so mm-hmm. fascinating for so long. And he's also well, now a, a dickhead. So I think that would be quite interesting. No, Did you no, no. Hear his... He was always a dickhead. Well, okay, so yeah. Fans <laughs> didn't realize he was a dickhead until very recently. Did you hear yeah. his podcast from 2014, though, with Colt Cabana, the one yes. that slew up? Yes. I thought that I've listened to that probably six times. Yeah, I it's think very good. That yeah. is, I want to listen to it again, to be honest with you, to see if my opinions change. But. I think that is one of the very few, very open podcasts where you're mm. just like, wow, yeah, I can't you believe you're yeah. saying this, that. It's fascinating. I think the obvious for me, the, the absolute obvious one, if they're going to get a long, drawn-out discussion about the whole career and it's completely honest, the only real answer anyone I think as a wrestling fan can give would be Vince McMahon. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, yeah. So even, even one up that... A warts and all, Vince, Shane, and Stephanie. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just to just to really get to understand what it's like to be in that bubble mm. of 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 the wrestling world being everything that that you live for. So yeah, that'd be amazing. But it would have to be like like I said, it would have to be honestly. It would have to be warts and all truth. Nothing held back. No questions dodged, anything like that. That be, that would, that would blow up the yeah. internet. Back to the legends house question. If I could set exactly what they're doing, I would only have maybe four people in legends house. I would have Bret Hart. I would have Shawn Michaels. I would have I would have Bill Goldberg. The fourth I'll come to in a minute, and I would make sure every morning they watch Bret's match against Goldberg and the Montreal Screwjob on a loop for four hours <laughs> and then you open the door let Paul Heyman in just to needle everyone a little bit let's see what happens <laughs> that's brilliant I think that'd that be great brilliant. television uh, Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter he said if you had to swap lives for a week uh, live like Ric Flair and Roddy Piper did oh sorry like Rod- Ric Flair and Roddy Piper did on Why Swap who would have the biggest who would have the best time and what would be the biggest problem? So I think that's aimed at me and you, Magsy, saying who, if we had to swap lives, as in we did wife swap like they had on television for a while, uh, who would have the best time and what would be the biggest problem? I, I think it would be... It's an interesting uh, question. Uh, I think it'd be a dead heat because we are both absolutely mollycoddled by our partners. Oh, 100%. I, I think I'd have a blast up north with your missus. I know Sharon would have, you know, you know, it'd be great for you to spend some time down here and that. It'd be awesome. I think the biggest problem would be that we'd end up pissing everyone, uh, the other person's wife off as much as piss <laughs> yeah. off our own wife. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it'd be a poor do when our original wives are begging for us to come back. Because mm. they can't put up with the other the other pillock yeah. of a husband. 
I'm not too sure if that would ever actually happen, but <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the problems would be with with the wabs. We'd have yeah. a, a, a bloody good time. Yeah, great totally. time. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> uh, Joshua Goodwin at Joshua Goodwin PW on Twitter, the other half of the awesome NXT Rise and Fall podcast. Mm. I know it's that great because I record it every week. He asks a few questions here. Uh, would you rather have fingers for toes or toes for fingers? I think now, are you keeping the original set as well, though? So if you've got fingers and then you want fingers for toes, you still have your original fingers, don't you? You don't swap. Yeah, I don't think it is your swap. Yeah, I think it is like so you'd have. So you'd I have would like rather, 10, you'd have, sorry, you'd have 20 fingers or 20 toes, I think. Yeah, I'd rather the fingers, they're yes. way more useful toes <laughs> toes are like they're like a special needs version of a finger aren't they <laughs> <laughs> do you not think <laughs> oh why that's a pretty i've never heard a toe described as that before that's a fantastic well yeah what i mean what what could you do with a toe that you couldn't do 10 times better with a finger well it comes down to balance doesn't it with your toes isn't that right yeah, but you'd still have a big a, a thumb. thumb. <laughs> a thumb as a thing. Like if you if you lose your big toe in a in an accident, they replace it with your thumb anyway. Do they? Uh, yeah, that happens. Yeah, mm. is that real? You need it for that's true because because like I said, you need it for balance. So the thumb would always <laughs> five nerds go wank straight away <laughs> just just the, it's just matt's go-to um just, no but just yeah, the level, yeah fingers are way more useful than a toe will ever be i mean take the little toe that is that is a throwback to evolution when we needed toes now you don't need what does your little toe do absolutely nothing nothing whatsoever so fuck off toes give me 20 <laughs> fingers you could be really productive, couldn't you? As well, if you if you had tw- if if, the, if your other fingers, your new fingers on your feet, I mean, you need to obviously invest in bigger shoes because they're longer, aren't they? But you could like type with your feet whilst you're, you know, making some food or what. You could all, all sorts, can you? And you don't need to worry about socks because you just wear gloves. Gloves on your feet. Yeah, I don't know. Probably, no, oh, that's the that's the the deal breaker for you. Is that's it? the line? Yeah, wearing, you've crossed the line. Wearing <laughs> yeah, you'd be way Steve-o. more productive. Steve, yeah. what, what would you go with? Yeah, I'm the same as Mags. Fingers, fingers all the way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what would your pro wrestling finisher be? Clearly, belly flop off the top rope. Fair enough. <laughs> Steve-o? <laughs> in the Dan, Danny will like this reference because I've written it down in the notes. Um, in the SmackDown uh, game back in 2000, 2001, uh, my favourite finisher to choose, there was quite a few, but it was Rikishi's pile driver. That was... Okay. Uh, he does it in, in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. the Rikishi driver. Yeah, it's just fantastic. That'd be mine. Okay. Mine would be either a super kick or a DDT because that, that's what I want people to use to finish people off because that's the way it should be. No, but yeah? they're just transitional moves now, sir. No, they're not. No, they're, no, no. <laughs> no. As we say on the NXT Rise and Fall podcast, respect. Slap the, the leg. DDT. In fact, I can Slap show you my t shirt. <laughs> the yeah, DDFNT. Okay. Respect <laughs> the DDFNT. Okay. 
And Shawn Michaels won five world titles with a super kick, so shut up. Um, <laughs> well, back then, crescent kick, I suppose. Well, I suppose. Uh, Mags versus Sai in a fight. Who wins? Well, me, obviously, because I, I would hit the super kick. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that finisher. <laughs> I think it would be a long, drawn-out draw. I don't think it would be that long. I think it would be maybe 10 seconds of effort, and then we just both sit on the floor heavy yeah. breathing <laughs> draw draw in fact i think now because because of the scenario these questions were asked before we uh we, we confirmed steve was coming on so i think it would be a triple threat and steve would destroy us both so he i would, mean that's the answer he, he would f5 both of us at the same time at the same time in fact <laughs> after my eight do, squats <laughs> he do the 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 fu like the uh was it, oh yeah uh the um cena did with big sean was it Oh, yes. Mark Henry as well. It was someone else massive, and he did the double F U. Mm-hmm. Steve would do that yeah, whilst doing yeah, yeah. squats. <laughs> this one is intriguing. Uh, sorry, Steve, did we get your finisher? We did, didn't we? Yes, I do apologize. Yeah, the Rikishi yeah. driver, yeah. Uh, inspired by at Murder in Mind Pod, Joshua says. How would you murder someone and get away with it? So just so just to be clear, anyone listening, anyone at all, okay. Um, we're, we've been talking about celebrities we would kill, and now we're going to talk about how we're going to get away with it. These are just hypothetical situations. This is not us publicly planning anything. <laughs> so Easy. I'm going to steal one from... I do this a lot on this show, actually. I'm going to steal what? one from X. Murder people and get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't expose yourself now, steve If you've got away with um, it this long. <laughs> steve Merchant uses a... Uh, it's just incredible what he talks about on XFM, but this one where uh, he uses a bow and arrow, but it's made of ice. Mm-hmm. And essentially shoots through a window, kills the person, the water melts, no murder weapon, gets away with it, basically. Ricky Gervais mm. pulls the whole plan apart, but that's what I would do. A bow and arrow made of ice. There was an episode of, I don't know if it was Poirot or Jeremy Creek. Is it Jeremy Creek? Is that the one? Jeremy Jonathan? Creek? Jonathan. Jo- jo- Jonathan Creek. Jer- right? Who's- Jeremy Creek, Jonathan's simple uh, brother. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't as good at catching the criminals, believe it or not. <laughs> Who's Jeremy Creek then? Is that a person? No, you've made that person up. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so Jeremy Creek then. Uh, there was an episode of that, or again, like I said, Pryor or something like that, where they actually stabbed someone with a knife made of ice and got away with it. Yes, or I they might remember that. Yeah. Or they might have got caught, but whatever. That's kind of what well, my mind goes to. That It'd be a crap detective show if they got away with it. Like if, if Jonathan Creek was like, <laughs> I can't work this one out whatsoever. And then... <laughs> run the credits and show's over mm, yeah that's that's the episode where his brother jeremy stood in for him <laughs> yeah. i've got a clue uh, oh sharon my wife in the chat says it happened on an episode of csi as well perhaps that's what i'm thinking of csi and not Praro. it may have been then, a character on there called jeremy yeah and you know Praro is really similar to csi being in vegas or miami or whatever isn't it so maybe um <laughs> Uh, and Joshua finally says here, our plans have not worked out very well at all with our ice bow and arrow, uh, our ice knife. Magsy, what did you want to use? Oh, I would, I would lure them to uh, Canning Town, stab them up, <laughs> and then walk away scot free because you, you get stabbed in Canning, it's instantly pinned on Scottish Danny. So he yeah. would be my fall guy. There you go. Another one just on the, you know, is it? 
it's not a notch on the bedpost for killers, is it? What do they have? Like just, I, <laughs> just I don't I've got a clue. Like got a collection of bones or something. Photos, yeah, okay. Uh, he says, assuming that none of these have worked and we get caught, what would be your last meal? Oof. It'd have to be a Sunday roast, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's lamb. Good lad. Yeah. A lamb roast dinner. See, we had a curry the other week, me and the wife, and it's the first one we've had in so long, and I loved it so much. That's all I can think of right now. So, What curry was it? It was a chicken madras with lemon rice, and it was banging. Ooh, sounds good. It was good stuff. So you'd have that. If you got yeah. caught for... For killing someone with an ass naff, mm-hmm. then you'd you'd have chicken with dress and lemon rice. Yeah, That's and the it. thing is as well, when you're executed, I mean, you know, I'm assuming we're going to get hung here. Apparently, you mess yourself. If I'm, if they're going to kill me, then I want to eat something that's horrific when I shit myself when I get hung. So well, they got that, you know clean that up. That's a perfect answer to go back to Dan's questions. That would be the best time to drop a loud and smelly fart, just mm. as you're going to to. <laughs> The electric chair. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Signed. <laughs> Morty at Morty JR5 on Twitter. He says, there's lots of murder and mind pod inspired questions, which is fantastic, by the way. Everyone who listens to Great that episode one, um, I'm so grateful. It's done It's done brilliant. You know, uh, so, so good. In literally the, only the first couple of days of its release. We've already got for three or four episodes recorded. Really looking forward to everyone listening to it because I think Morty and I really hit Asteroid after a couple of episodes as well. So, yeah, looking forward to people well, hearing that. If, if, if that's anything to go by, blimey, I'm in for a treat because you two are excellent. Oh, thank you, mate. Day. I appreciate so, yeah, that. Really enjoy it. Uh, there's lots of murder and mind pod inspired questions. Is 30 quid for a blowjob steep in 2001? <laughs> there is con- <laughs> there is context to that. The character is basically actually speaking of Paro, it was the guy who played Paro was the character in that episode, and he is you know soliciting the services of a young boy, shall we say? And he's told it's thirty pound for a blowjob. So is that steep in two thousand and one for a blowjob in Bristol, Max? Is he win? Oh no, because <laughs> Max is the expert. I, mean, <laughs> I have never paid. Thirty pounds for a blowjob in two thousand one in Bristol, um, no. but I've never paid thirty pound for a blowjob in twenty twenty two. So it swings and roundabouts. It's mm. it's all about the value that person puts on the blowjob. I suppose if it's a if he's using the tongue and oh, it's sloppy, right, 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 it's worth. <laughs> I suppose it depends on location as well. I mean, I imagine it would be cheaper in Burnley than it is in London, but, you know, that's just the way things work. It's a bag of chips in Burnley. I mean, even a bag of chips is actually quite expensive right now, so you'd share a bag of chips with them. <laughs> okay. Uh, and one more, Morty continues, one more from another podcast I'm involved in, Shameless Shill. If He says here, if you could make one part of your body detachable, what would you choose and why? Mm. I, I, I'm going to take the high road on this and I would choose the head so you could put on different heads for different occasions like Wurzel Gummidge if you no, it doesn't say you get it doesn't say what would you remove well, I don't and care. then have, have a different one because I mean that's, that's what it says Surely... detachable so yeah, you can but you've got one and... you've got one you can't just swap your head with somebody fucking else that's not the question not somebody else it'd be my face and my features, but just maybe combed hair one day, wearing a hat another day. So, 
So you would have a, a, a line of interchangeable heads, but they would all be your fucking head, just so you would have to bother brushing your own hair in the morning, is effectively what you're saying. That You took the words right out of my mouth. Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay, Steve-O. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going on to the... the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the not quite fighting, but probably my arm, so I could extend my arm even longer. But that's about as much as... <laughs> oh, like <laughs> Inspector Gadget? Yes, yes. So I could reach things or something. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> When 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 I saw the ask us anything questions, I think to me, maybe I'm putting too much faith into the chat us the chain wrestling. I, mean, I was expecting we fell, you know, we well, fell for that one before. <laughs> we now put no faith into them whatsoever. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's none of this. Who's your, what's your favourite TV show? What's your favourite band at the moment or anything? It's what part of the body do you want to get rid of um, and replace it with a, an animal? What? <laughs> I like the way well, that you clearly that do. would be elephant's penis, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you can literally do do, do anything, detach any body part, or whatever. I mean, I, I've got really bad knees. I would love to be able to take my knees off and not suffer with them for a day. That's the sort of thing I'm thinking of. Maxie's thinking I'd swap my head around so I don't have to brush my fucking hair. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> so at least mine had a use. Uh, yeah okay save all that money on combs won't you um <laughs> uh, you, you could put all your heads down in a circle and they could all just talk to each other <laughs> that would be the most banal conversation ever <laughs> uh we have a we have another one here from cam griffin at cam griff 92 he simply asks us, with reference to the fantastic and really funny Morty and Fitch podcast, go and check that out everywhere. It is so, so funny. He simply asks the question, Morty or Fitch? Neither. They both Neither. have heads. That's not an option, though, is it? You've got to choose one. Okay. Well, Morty likes to wank over um, car form. Fitch looks like a sausages when he's wearing a, 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 a tie and belt, so... I'll go with Fitch then, because he looks like okay. sausages. I got to plump with Morty because he's on Murder and Mind podcast with me, and I'm loving it. So, well, there you go. But I do like Fitch too. Just to throw that out there, I'm not going to upset anyone. No, I, I detest Morty. I'm not bothered about upsetting him. I think he needs to quit masturbating over car form. Uh, Fitch is the one who does all the car stuff, isn't he? Is it? Oh well, I've got yeah. the wrong one then. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Morty then. Morty for sausages, yes. I'm thinking Morty because of murder in mind, but also Fitch because, like in the office, I can just go Fitchy. Oh uh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with uh, Fitch. I'll go with Fitch. Fair enough. There we go. I'm glad. I'm glad both got at least one vote each because that could have been quite horrible. Otherwise, couldn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, one here from at pigs bladders on Twitter. They say a work colleague invites you and the missus to a party he's throwing. You don't know him well, but decide to go anyway. Straight away, that's not me. The answer would be no. But anyway, we, <laughs> you don't. You decide to go anyway. At first, it's fine, and you have a few drinks, etc. Then it becomes clear it's a swingers party and you two are the main event. What excuse do you make or do you stay? Excuse for what? I mean, aren't all parties swingers parties? 
I'd be disappointed if if it, <laughs> the point was coming to an end and I didn't get to rumble around in someone's uh, car key bowl. So yeah, I'd <laughs> happily enough. stay. <laughs> Steve-O? Oh, yeah, the stuff that I'm into, going to a swimming <laughs> party is nothing. So, yeah, I'd happily stay. <laughs> <laughs> he calls that Wednesday. <laughs> See when this when this message came in to us, I was actually sat next to my wife and I read it out and I said, "I'm going to get your thoughts on this because it's going to come up on the show." And she said, uh, "My wife basically responded here: What excuse do you make or do you stay?" My wife basically put an extra step into this process before making the decision of staying or leaving. She said she would look around the room first and see how attractive <laughs> they are. <laughs> we all yeah, do it. We all do it. <laughs> just, just decide, is it worth it staying? <laughs> well, there, there's a, there's a, I, th- I don't know if it was last week or it was an old episode, but either way, um, you both say, how do we do a confessions episode? And the only way um, we you would know f- to stop the identity being revealed is you would be the only two that would know. Mm. And one of my confessions going on that is that whenever whenever I'm on the tube and we're at a stop and we're waiting around and it seems to be taking forever, I just look around and think, imagine what it'd be like for these people to have to make to love love each other if we're the only humans left on this planet. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> So, yeah, like I said, I'm with your wife there. With, I'm with Sharon. I'd have to have a look around first. Yeah. But then it's all, well, how would you decide? Would you have like a rating system? Would you be like, okay, that fella over there, he's a seven. That one over there is only a one. Have you but not heard of me- Tinder? Okay. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I'm not overly familiar with it, but I understand how it works. I think. Yeah. Oh dear. We have one here from Five Nerds Go at Five Nerds Go on Twitter. They say, if you were stuck inside someone's body, would you rather be peed, pooped, or puked out of them? Oh Jesus. <laughs> hey. Oh that's an easy one. Peed out of easy. Yeah, but but you're coming through a very tiny hole. Yeah, that's it. You well, get crushed, didn't you? <laughs> and also Impede <laughs> or shut out that to me says you've gone through the whole digestive system at least been puked out you've only gone into the stomach and you're coming straight back out so I think I'd, I might go for that because it's fresh at least you haven't been in there that long You've, if you're hungry, you've got some peas and carrots, obviously, to chomp on. Oh, why? <laughs> why are you? Why are you the way you are? What is that about? <laughs> That's disgusting. What would you rather <laughs> drinking someone's piss whilst being thrown out of a penis, or eating someone's shit whilst coming out of their ass, or chomping on some carrots whilst being vomited up? So, At no point in this question <laughs> does it say you have to eat the poo, the vomit, or drink the piss. It doesn't say that anywhere no so why are you are you gonna hold your breath that whole time no is they've got to think about these things i don't think i have <laughs> steve over your chat says a urethra <laughs> can expand a surprising amount ah there you go so no, that no, may no, be no, an no, option no. Another thing: Are we are we lasered down to be really really small, or do we have to fit in as we are as we are? Because I'm quite a tall bloke; my limbs are really really long. So <laughs> me fitting into someone that's five foot ain't gonna be happening. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know how that would work. 
I suppose if you're frozen down, it doesn't make much difference. You can just walk out of any hole, can you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, I think peed would be the best option, but I wouldn't already squeeze out the hole. I get a bit claustrophobic, you know. But I don't mind a bit of sick. I can deal with that. It ain't after be the sick for me. I'm not being yeah. shut out by anyone. <laughs> and there is the quote of the week i'm not being shat out by anyone um, <laughs> uh, we have a little bit more of a serious question here uh, my eldest daughter anya uh she says here on twitter what is your opinion on logan paul in wwe my opinion is he's better in the ring in free matches than some wrestlers who have been doing in the company for years so very lauded. She's looking for a positive answer then, because she's give us a positive one. But I agree with her. I think he's um I'm not a massive fan of the 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 Paul Brewers. I think um their style of entertainment is is just so childish, but I think he's been really good. I think mm-hmm. he's been one of the best celebrities uh, uh in WWE recently. So yeah, I'm quite happy with him. I've not seen his crown jewel match yet, but um, I will, I will check it out. And but other than that, I think he's been all right. Apparently, his crown jewel match was very, very. Good. Again, I've not seen it, but it, it, the stuff online says it was very, very good. So, yeah, I mean, I, what I've seen of the guy again, WWE is not something I watch a great deal of. But I saw it was at WrestleMania. He worked a match as well. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. The WrestleMania match. I remember him wrestling another match. Was I must be the WrestleMania match? I thought he did quite well. So yeah, fair play to the guy. WrestleMania and then SummerSlam. It was at SummerSlam. Okay. Was it against the Miz? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he, I think he's done quite well. You know, it's he gets the the technical side of things right. The moves are good, mm-hmm. I suppose. But yeah, no, it, it doesn't offend me really watching what he does. I mean, I suppose you can watch somebody go through a, a a list of moves in a certain order by watching certain AEW matches. So it's no different to that in a way, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, Steve. Have you got an opinion on Logan Paul? Unfortunately, I, I, this would be at a stage when I'm listening to you guys and I'd be just like, I just respect your opinion, whatever you guys say. So I'm just going to go off what you just said. I don't know anything about him, to be honest with you. Oh, I'm 41 years of age and finally someone said they respect my opinion. That's touching, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and it will never happen again. Uh, we have here Wrestling Study Podcast at WWE Master 2018. I think this is a first timer messaging in yep. Maxi, which is which is fantastic yep, cool. thank you for joining us uh dream wwe and aw yoshihiko match if forbidden door opens Maxi, obviously you know you know a little bit more about japanese wrestling than i what, what's that mean uh, i've no idea what the yoshihiko means but I've, i just read that as dream wwe and aw matches so i know wwe are working with some companies in japan now aren't they yeah, uh, I think is it is it Pro Wrestling Noah? They've got yes. a, uh, a deal uh, with them, and obviously there's been this uh, interesting stuff with Carl Anderson being the never um, champion whilst then signing for WWE and mentioning Bullet Club and, and stuff like that on WWE programming. But yeah, um, I don't know what uh, is meant by Yoshihiko, but WWE and AEW, some some particularly dream matches there i would have i would have thought mm. yeah i mean I'd, I'd like to i mean i'm a big omega fan mm-hmm. i'd like to see omega styles i think that'd be quite good omega rollins would be fantastic i think yeah i mean rollins with anyone on that roster yeah. would be absolutely superb um 
but yes, yeah, so, um, Punk versus Rollins, that'd be a banger. Um, Kevin Owens uh, and Sami Zayn versus the Bucks, another throwback to their Ring of Honor time. Yes, yeah, so plenty of uh, of matches. But uh, the problem is with AEW having so many former WWE. Uh, talent mm-hmm. on their books. A lot of the matches have actually already been done. To be to be quite fair, but yeah, but some yeah. some some cracking matches there. What about you, Steve? <laughs> again, I just I refer you to my last stands. Um, I, again, I don't know enough about AEW WWE today's products to really comment. But all I just instantly think about is just me and my brother always like talk about like, like i mentioned the other week like about the impressiveness of people's physiques and everything and i've i just love to see brock lesnar kick the shit out of anybody that's in aw basically <laughs> just, just just because he's just such a monster of a man yeah. and i think he would just tear everybody a new one in that company um i'd love to see him do over mjf as an example um just make an example of him like you think your WWE, um, what's the word I'm looking for? WWE um, standards, do you? Hello, mate. Bang, and that'll be it. But right, yeah, again, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't really know much about today's product. I have an update here from the wife, and we've totally looked at this question completely wrong. Um, <laughs> Sharon has she's actually put in the chat there WhatsApp side, so I've got the WhatsApp here, and she has sent me the definition of Yoshihiko. I'm assuming I'm saying that correctly. Well, no, I'm assuming I'm butchering that altogether. But <laughs> you are it. very, it sounds like you're butchering it. Yeah. Uh, Yoshihiko is an inflatable sex doll that apparently wrestles for the Japanese wrestling promotion, Dramatic Dream Team. Other, oh. wrestlers, other wrestlers treat Yoshihiko as if it was an actual human wrestler and sell the moves, mostly high-flying maneuvers, executed by the sex doll. For some moves, such as outside dives, Yoshihiko is helped by one or more assistants who throw him from the ring, places feet on the ropes, and so on. Yoshihiko's opponent acts as if this, these assistants are not present during the match. So it's effectively somebody wrestling a blow-up doll. I've, I've, I've seen some of that. I've seen, uh, I think it was Kota Ibushi. He took multiple um, uh, Canadian destroyers from said blow up doll like okay basically basically in a row just like rolling canadian destroyers <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they're into some weird shit aren't they i mean yeah they had i'm sure ddt <laughs> i'm sure ddt had a, a a match where two people were farting in canoes going down a right. river oh, so, i'm gonna have to watch some of this company this sounds crazy yeah, they, but again, I, mean, I suppose I suppose Seth Rollins is still my answer. So <laughs> I think next week's Hall of Lame, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good shout, Steve. Good shout. Uh, we have one here from Connor Knows Soccer at Connor Knows Footy on Twitter. If you had the choice of being in the audience for any wrestling match or pay per view, what would it be and why? Ooh. Uh, I'll, I'll go immediately. Money in the Bank. Uh, there's two actually. Money in the Bank 2011. And um, one night stand with Rob Van Dam and John Cena. That, Just those atmospheres be, were, were. That amazing. would be my. That would be my pick. That one, the the one night stand. Uh, just to be in that crowd when Cena's trying to throw the t-shirt, yes. and they just keep throwing it back. Uh, yeah, that that 
it was just electric, absolutely mm. electric. Uh, but a, a more personal choice would be to be at Raw uh, when Chris Jericho debuted because uh, just okay. to be in that crowd, oh, my God. It, it gives me shivers every time I watch it still, um, like decades on well, to be there. When, when you mention this a lot, like from, from my personal perspective, because I've, I've seen it relatively recently, I'm just like, meh. Yeah, great. What, what, in all seriousness, what's the significance for you? Is it because you know a lot about WCW? You knew the impact of him coming across to WWF? No, that, it was it was quite the opposite. I didn't know very. I knew very little of WCW. Um, I I may have caught a couple of uh, episodes of of Worldwide, but it was just when I was kind of um, getting more access to to uh the internet doing uh a lot more kind of like tape trading seeing what jericho had done in um in, in his career and then to hear on the grapevine that, that jericho was coming to the wwe um yeah it was just so excited and then you had the whole kind of months of lead up with mm. the, the the countdown to the millennium vignettes and then on just a random show in the middle of the year nowhere near the end of the end of the end of the year you see that it's going to come up later on in the show and then for for it to come on in whilst the rock is in the ring mm. and for him to be pushed so high uh on his on his debut uh yeah it was just just electric it's just the electricity of of that crowd when they knew yeah. that, that chris jericho was coming in and it was kind of like that was for me, the 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 start of WWE destroying WCW, I suppose, because they took that big of a star from from them and made him into the guy he is now. Yeah, he um his his impact for me. Just thinking of a, a, a relatively recent reference, even though it was like seven years ago or whatever. Um, kind of similar to when AJ Styles turned up. It was like he'd come from a different brand and he was already made into a superstar immediately. And that's certainly what Jericho did when he came into WWE for the, when, when he, when he came, it was just like they, they pushed him and pushed him and pushed him. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved it. It was I mean, Jericho was fantastic. He, everything he, tro- everything he sort of does is, is great, isn't it? Yeah. You know, all these different character developments and so on. Uh, for me, one of my favorite shows of all time is WrestleMania 17. So I think being in the crowd for that would be quite good. Uh, the Rumble 2001, I loved as well. That was a great show. Uh, Wrestle War 92 with the War Games match, Dangerous Alliance in there. That would be awesome. But I, I love Great American Bash 89 as well. That's one of the best shows I've seen. There is a bit, a few wobbly moments in there. But, you know, Luger versus Ricky Steamboat for the US title. Uh, there's a war games match in there that features the road warriors and the midnight express and all this sort of stuff. Uh, Ric Flair, Terry Funk's the main event that the great American bash 89 is, is really a really, really good show as well. So I think it'd probably be one of those I would, I would, I would go for. Maxi coughing his guts up again. He really is allergic to this, isn't he? I know. Yeah, I'm just allergic to your opinion. I think it's when you talk, <laughs> my, my spidey <laughs> senses tingle. Oh, dear me. Okay. Uh, and the last one we have, and it's via DM on Twitter. So we don't need any further, or I suppose, Twitter timeline stuff, I guess. This is from Andy at Bang Bang Podcast. Andy, he says, 
Survivor Series teams pick three teammates each. Must be 80s pop stars. And he also says, happy 100th birthday episode. Love you both. Yeah, thank you, mate. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, we massively appreciate Andy. He's, uh, he's a, a gem in our community. Mm. 80s pop stars, three each in a Survivor Series team. He's a well, Fergal Sharky. Fergal Sharky, one. <laughs> um, Andrew Ridgeley from Wham! Two. Um, and I'll, let's go with Vince Clark from Eurasia. Okay. So they're my three. Steve-O? I couldn't even name you a pop star from the 2000s, let alone the 80s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I pass. I tap out. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I, I well my team captain would be shaking Stevens, naturally. Oh well, how did I not <laughs> not get shaky? Uh who would uh who, who sang I think we're alone now? Was that Tiffany? Tiffany, yeah. Yeah, she'd be involved just because I great her hair is. And, well, best not um, have the match in Maryland then because no, no it's no, gender, gender matches. No, no, no. Uh I suppose Michael Jackson would be the other one, purely because you want to draw a crowd. He was very popular. And you watch how fast he can move his hands and his feet. He starts t- tapping into that martial arts skill. He's winning me at match, isn't he? Yeah, there's, there's actually a wrestler who does a parody of Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah it's so ridiculous. good. It's, it's so <laughs> good. His uh, moonwalk DDT is brilliant. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, but fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. Magsy, looking very much one eye on the time. It's quarter to 11. Uh, Shall we run through the chat very quickly before we touch upon today's wrestling match? No, fuck the chat. Let's go straight to the match. No, I'm, I am only joking. <laughs> chat, I absolutely love you all. Um, Talia or sex tapes are 10 seconds of effort. Yep. <laughs> At Pig's Bladder, please make a Mags versus Sam Mortal Kombat poster. Yeah, I'm, I second that. Um, then we uh, keys in the ball, boys. Whale dick mags, they're massive. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Always peas and carrots in vomit. It's science. Do you get do you get chat like this on um, Elite FPL, Steve? Or do they go um, this mental? Let, let, let's let, the, the, the short answer is no. But let's just put it this way. Um, <laughs> A lot of the a lot of the um, community find it really funny when I just say um, I'm about to use the c word. So if you don't want to listen, turn off now. <laughs> <laughs> P poo or sick? What is this show? This is a wrestling show, Benny. This ah, is Benny Mac. <laughs> and he's also Paul Logan Paul. Despite me hating him, he has been very good in the ring. Two things I would like to see him would uh, make him a full heel, and he needs to slow down a bit. Uh, once you see the crown jewel match, you'll know what uh, I mean. And Joshua, with a wrestler's insight, has said, yep. with Logan Paul, it has to be remembered uh, how much help he has had in terms of being booked to play to his strengths and being surrounded by the best in the biz. But a great athlete, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, do you think, uh, Cam, th- this is where our chat goes uh, into overdrive and starts to talk amongst themselves. Uh, but Cam's asking, do you think he will make it uh, on WWE or is it just uh, doing the same stuff that he's good at? To be blunt, Logan Paul doesn't know what he's doing. He follows instructions fair- fairly well, kind of like a young Sting used to. Not just him, but sprang to man. But by that that logic, the sky's the limit which uh, yeah. I have to agree with. And then King's Bladder says, I agree with Mags about the uh, the Jericho debut. Sharon said, I remember him turning up, watched that with my mum. We all loved him on WCW. 
and how good was the entrance music. Yeah, that's one thing he's always had banging entrance music. Yes. I've got a note about it in the uh, the notes for this match as well. So, And Jack O with his manager, Hornswoggle, and he's got corn in his poo. Allegedly, so we'll, we'll leave it at that. Brilliant. Cheers, Matt, somebody, from five days ago. <laughs> somebody in the chat said about, uh, they asked Pig's Bladders to make a Mags versus Soy Mortal Kombat uh, graphic. over that one. Yeah, um, they were, <laughs> Pig's Bladder works incredibly quickly because I don't know if you can make it out He's on my phone. It. Here it is. Oh, no way. Look Very at that. Good. That is superb, isn't it? And is that over one me? Um, yes. is that Cetrion? I'm the girl. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or is it Sindel? It looks like it might be Sindel. Yours oh, no, is I've just gone. you. Yours is just you, like as you are right now. Yeah, I'm pretty certain I've got that jacket. I look so- like I need a bit of sun. <laughs> But that's awesome, Pig Spiders. Thank amazing. you so thank much. You that is much. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who sent in questions for our non-wrestling topic and everyone who's been commenting in the chat as well. But it's now 10 to 11. We need to talk some wrestling, gentlemen. Hello. As noted in the description for today's Chain Wrestling uh, 100 podcast audio version this show is so massive they wouldn't let me upload it in one hit so we broke it into two parts this is now the end of part one if you want to listen to the actual wrestling topic and the poll for next week's wrestling topic as well seek out chain wrestling 100 part two on your podcast players or the show's twitter and facebook accounts at chain underscore wrestling uh, it should follow on directly after this part one of our episode today straight after on all your podcast players so yeah hopefully you'll check that out and uh thank you for listening